So something that a lot of you might not know is that I coach a handful of triathletes myself. I've been in triathlon for over 15 years. I've been to university and done exercise sports science. I've dabbled in racing at the highest level myself and I've obsessed over this sport my whole life. And something that I now do with all of my new athletes when they start with me is get them to grab a pair of form goggles. In my opinion, they are a training tool every single age group and professional triathlete should have. The real-time data you get while you swim is the equivalent to your run and ride GPS computer in terms of importance for me, and no one trains without those now, but a lot of people still don't use form goggles. That's why we see people like Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden and Lionel Sanders using them in their training. They see it like I do, that they're just a, like they're a non-negotiable if you want to be your best. Unfortunately, your wearable GPS watch is almost completely useless in the pool, except to maybe look back on after the session. But even then, it's hard to get it exactly right because you sort of have to click start and stop and it's often not super accurate and we can like cheat ourselves a little bit. If you train for triathlon and you don't already use form goggles, you just don't know what you're missing out on. And if you do use them, then you'll know what I mean when I say you literally will never go back to not using them once you start. The same way you won't ever go back to running or riding with your GPS or power device once you start doing it, especially if you want to be the best triathlete you can be. So head to form.com or just Google form to find their website and buy yourself a pair. Use the code HTT15 for 15% off your goggles. It also supports the show. But honestly, I'd tell you, my athletes, anyone that trains for triathlon to get them even if I didn't have any affiliation with them, the same way I bought them for myself. That's how important I think they are if, you're, if you want your swim to be the best it can possibly be. All the details for that are in the show notes. Sam Laidlow, welcome to the first ever episode of the Triathlon Hour. This is a brand new series of the podcast I'm starting where we don't talk about training. Instead, we discuss more general triathlon related talking points like races or news and current affairs. Um, it might be me by myself, me and someone discussing issues or me interviewing someone about what's going on in the world of triathlon at the moment. This is a series that might not come out every week or it might come out two or three times a week, depending on how much there is to talk about at the time. But when there is things to talk about in the triathlon world, the triathlon hour is your home of that. And Sam, what can we say but wow, we're in a big few weeks of triathlon. I guess for you personally, it started with winning Grand Canaria, then we had the Colin Chartier testing positive for EPO thing that's affected every professional in the sport right now. Um, and what we had you on the podcast to talk about initially was um, all things the PTO European Open coming up this weekend, which you are close to the favourite to win in my opinion. What a whirlwind, mate. Uh, where's, where's your head at about everything that's going on right now? Um, yeah, it's been um, – training, training this winter has been, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, in fact, very good, very productive. Uh, I've had a training partner all, all winter who, who's actually kind of moved into to, to my place and uh, we've, been, we've been working really well and um, he's, he's progressing as well. He came, he came seventh in, in Gran Canaria but kind of it's – like all numbers are going in the right direction and uh that's that's really good and then on top of that i've just been 
extremely productive in 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 other walks of life just uh yeah I, as i said i think probably in our previous podcast i used to have a very simple life before kona and now it's i'm trying to keep it that way but it just gets a lot a lot lot busier and um yeah so actually for unfortunately um for some personal reasons and then also i'm i'm moving house and yeah uh i won't be i won't be able to go to the pto um in ibiza i'm just uh yeah as i said i i can't i don't really want to talk about it but um i'm pretty bummed to be honest um i was generally really really looking forward to it and i don't really like a kind of like uh well especially now with what happened with colin and that i feel people are probably gonna or could associate it with me trying to avoid um doping um controls but uh i just hope that people don't think that's the case because i get tested on a regular basis here um and uh but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where to start. If you want to, if you want to start with Grand Canaria, um, there at the press conference, all the other guys were were saying, "Oh yeah, it's all on Sam, etc." The pressure, and they were kind of just using me, you know, as a young gun, putting the pressure on me. Uh, so they they felt that they didn't have it, and um, yeah, I felt like I dealt dealt with that well. Um, but the, the biggest pressure is obviously the one I put on myself just through. Um, because suddenly now I've got lots of sponsors who who believe in me and supporting me and I, and I have to deliver. Um, and I feel like I've really upped my game in, in delivering kind of like on the social media aspect and just like content. And I also wanted to then back it up with results. And, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was, it was a good, good result. Um, I had a very good run, but my swim and my bike wasn't, wasn't where we'd hoped it would be, uh, which is, which I guess is exciting for the future. So I, I still feel like I, I can do a lot, lot better. So with that that strong form that you showed in in Challenge Grand Canaria, how hard is it for you to not um, just like go to the, go to the start line of the PTO European Open as the first big race of the season? Which, like I said, um, I, I think myself and pretty much everyone in the triathlon world probably had you as a, a top three favourite to win that race. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm quite at a level to w- to win the race if I'm being quite honest. Um, I think I, I had I probably have a good shot at getting a podium on a good day. Um, but um, there's there's a few reasons. I I think the course will probably favour more short shorter course guys. Um, looking at the, looking at the course, um, I'm very good at I'm very very good at like pushing 360 watts on the flat in a TT position. Um, and my watts to aero are quite good, but um, I'm not so good at like here's gonna inside Beefer it's gonna be 5k up, 5k down, 5k up, 5k down, and uh, and it's like you almost don't have to be in in TT. I think short course guys are, are used to riding up 400 watts you know um and that's what you're gonna have to do basically it's kind of a race where you really have to prepare specifically for it so i feel that there could be could be some surprises um i feel guys like uh i don't know but guys like maybe tom bishop you know have been going well this season who was strong cyclist in the wts scene i i can't see i can't see why they didn't, wouldn't do well um and then again guys like aaron and etc and um yeah i think that's also why maybe i didn't have the best bike in, in grand canaria it was that it was an effort that doesn't doesn't really suit me um and i would i would have to prepare to for, for something like i'd be for, if i went to that kind of race i would also really really want to to prepare fully for that but this year i'm i'm 100 committed towards nice and, and the ironman distance um and Grand Canaria was was a bonus really um yeah so I I'm I'm now still preparing for Lanzarote which is in which is coming quickly also it's in like three and a bit weeks um so yeah it's it's, it's quite a different prep much to 
I, I guess the Norwegians kind of proved that they can do it all, but um, they didn't. They they still kind of left a good six weeks between races, you know, like when they were going from half to Ironman, or and it's it's quite a different preparation. And um, yeah, that's where my heart is, is is racing the full distance and and being the best at that. Um, and unfortunately, now the let's say the PTO ranking isn't my number one priority. You know, I had to really ask myself what questions uh, the right questions, and if I'd rather be world champ or be number one at the end of the year on the PTO world ranking. And um, I think my my first goal is definitely to win Nice. And Sam, you said that that the reason you're not going um, to Ibiza is also partly a personal reason and that you're worried that by making a, a late decision after the Colin Chartier news comes to comes to air and, and sees the light of day that people will suspect you're pulling out because you're you're doping or trying to avoid a doping test or yeah. whatever the reason may be. Did you want to expand on, on that anymore to, to clear it up for everyone? Yeah, um, I think I think what's most important is to, well, yeah, as uh, as you've seen, obviously social media has been fucking exploding. But um, I don't know. I feel there's some certain athletes that aren't uh, commenting on it in the right way. I feel I've seen a lot of athletes um, almost use it to say to remind people that they've done results, and which is it like, yeah, to remind people that they've they've had results, and then say they're 100% clean you know like I don't that's that's not the whole point of of a clean sport like that's what that you shouldn't even have them questions in the first place I think um there are some some moles in the system you know but um I think what I, I really really hope that people believe um that there are some like true champions clean champions and I and I genuinely believe that actually in the sport of Ironman, um, and, and and I can't I can't comment for for short course or cycling or whatever because I'm, I'm not in that game. But I genuinely believe that to to be a great in Ironman, you don't have the mentality to look for shortcuts. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there in the first place. And when I say this, like people will say, "Oh yeah, but look at Armstrong." And but it's it's not it's not the same era. It's not the same sport. I genuinely feel that Ironman is is more than just phys- it's more than just physical. Uh, performance you know and I think I proved that in Kona I don't think I was the fittest guy there um or even the second fittest but um I I just raced on emotion and um and like just my my I don't know how to say it it's, it's like I feel races that are over like six or seven hours there's something else that comes into play you know it's like your it also comes down to your deep profound motivations and, and I just don't feel that the guys who who are looking for shortcuts um are will ever be the best yes they might win the odd Ironman or or they might I don't know win a race but um yeah so that's that's one one of my arguments to people who think that now suddenly there's this black cloud over the sport um and then yeah secondly I I, I just really hope that the, the up-and-coming athletes and the kids don't um don't kind of uh, shy away from it or get um discouraged because you generally can get to you generally can't and that's always and i think that's always why i've raced the way i have i've always gone from the gun and raced with the front until i've blown up and i've blown up for like my whole career in, in long course you know but i've always stuck with the front because it meant that i knew what it would take to get to, to, to be the best and there's not a one point in my career have i thought shit that's not human what that guy's doing i've never had that like i generally believe and i'm not like i'm not i'm not born with a gift like honestly i've 
Like I, I, I wasn't the best. I was, a, I'm like naturally, I'm a really shit runner, and yet I've never looked at Yarn's performances and thought, shit, that's not human. You know, I generally believe that it is, and I, and I really hope that the youngsters, one, um, can can still believe that they can be the best, and secondly, um, that this sport is is actually really it really is professional you know and i almost didn't realize that i didn't realize like how how much money you can make out of triathlon and i think that's also it's also important to tell to tell the the up-and-coming athletes that they can believe in in a career in triathlon um in fact a very good one and the downside of that is the more money there is in the sport the more there will be cheaters you know but that that's not to me that's not to say that cheaters are the best so um yeah that's my my thoughts on it had you ever heard anything about colin chartier and the possibility that he might be um he might be doping do those rumors get around behind the scenes um, amongst professionals no not at all not at all um i i was having a cocktail in in gran canaria still and like opened my phone up and saw that on pro try news and i was like literally like just i've honestly rarely been in a state of shock i didn't know where i was at I didn't know what to say, and um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the guy personally, you know. So um, I mean, I've, I've met him at races, and I don't know, said well done or something, but I don't, I, I don't really know him. Um, but I, I'm hoping it's a good thing, and that kind of if there are anybody that, that thought any people that thought they could get away with shit, then I'm hoping that they'll they'll put their needles away or something. But um, yeah, it's just. It's just crazy. I mean, it's just yeah. I, I guess we we kind of kind of almost um, I don't know forgotten about doping in, in in triathlon, and so maybe from that point of view, it's a good thing. Um, again, I just hope that sponsors don't shy away from investing in in triathlon because I yeah, as I said, I, I truly feel that Ironman has something different that's not just about physical performance. You know, you need to be extremely mentally intelligent to to win a big Ironman. I think. So something I've heard a lot about, Sam, like this is flooding my newsfeed on, on social media and people messaging me and, and people are cynical at the moment. And this does happen after a positive drug test result in, in all sports. We see yeah. it in cycling and running all the time. I was wondering with you specifically, because of the performance you had at Kona last year, have you been the subject of any cynicism behind the scenes? Are you getting people messaging you? Um, are you worried that people now look at great performances as – um as well that person must be doping oh for, for sure and i had that before before colin's case uh, um i don't think it's been well maybe it's a little bit worse since since that happened um but definitely after kona i had um i had some some haters and some comments that were just just out of place you know even a fellow pro who 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 just won a big yeah well i mean i won't say his name but his mum like was commenting on my on my posts and accusing me of 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 cheating and like but it's just there's no foundation behind it and literally kind of like almost out of anger because i've beat because i'd beaten his son her son in, in kona you know and it's it's just it's fucking horrible not just not just for me but then imagine like my my family or my friends see it and like they think oh wait a minute is, is sam is sam cheating and like it's just it's like it's, it's crazy that with one like with just a few a few letters and in a message and a comment they can kind of shit on on like 20 years of work you know and that's what that's what really like busts my balls is that it's 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 like so much hard work and so much sacrifice and literally just with two or three people commenting commenting 
and some horrible stuff. And often it's, I mean, I've, I've realized now that, and I, it, there's even whispers, you know, like within, within France, I know there's, there's, I've heard whispers about me because I, I left the Federation and like, I wasn't great at short course. And like, suddenly now I'm, it's like in their head, it's suddenly now and I've exploded, you know, but it, it's got nothing to do with it. It's just that I've, I literally, I, I set myself a long-term project. And actually, if you look at my, whether it's my numbers or my results, everything's been super gradual, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I did eight hours for an Ironman when I was 20 years old. Um, it's not, it's not as though this result has, has come from nowhere. It's just that Kona was the first race where, I didn't blow up every other race of every other Ironman. I've always been leading until I blew up. Um, uh, and this, this was just, yeah, I just didn't blow up this time. So, and again, then that's another point where I kind of feel that maybe, um, where I, why I think that doping in, in Ironman doesn't necessarily, maybe in shorter course, it, it can help. But I'm not certain that like taking, I, I have no knowledge to be honest, but I'm not certain that like taking EPO would necessarily make you better in the last hour of the race because the determining factor in in Ironman is is actually also mostly your strength endurance you know most people can can ride at 320 watts it's just that they can't do it for long enough or most people can run at 330 kilometer pace it's just that they can't do it long enough to win an Ironman so I and I kind of and that correlates quite well with with Colin's results when you think about it is that he he was very very good at over the half Ironman and and Encona didn't have the result he he wanted um but of course he he i know he claims that he started taking it afterwards but, but anyway that's another subject i guess to be honest sam you've, you've walked yourself into the next question i was going to ask which is probably the main um question or query people have had from the conversation that i had with with colin following his positive um test result is that he he claimed he he started taking epo in november um of 2022 after all of his big results and actually hasn't raced um under um the 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 performance enhancing benefit of taking epo do you believe that a and and b more broadly do you believe everything that colin told me in our conversation together uh for me there's something in the story that just doesn't doesn't add up um yeah it just doesn't add up for for me um i uh, yeah i I listened i listened to the podcast you had with with colin and i don't know it just it just seems weird how almost emotionless i he he is about it um and and i and i generally worry for his his mental health now. Um, I think it's, it's going to be going through a super tough time. And I know that if I was, I mean, it's horrible to say, but if I, if I was in his position, I mean, I would probably hang myself, you know, which is just because I, I, there's no way I could let people down like that. And, um, but I really hope that being said, I really hope he doesn't. Um, and that he, he finds something completely different to do in his life and that he, he, he builds back up and just learns from, from the mistake he's made um but yeah for me something doesn't add up and i'm and i'm pretty convinced i mean that he was taking stuff before and when i think back i i remember what two years ago he just he came, he came to europe and won challenge salut i remember and like nobody knew him and but anyway maybe maybe it's all just um no maybe he was he was clean but i have to be honest i don't know and i and i can't say but for me the story that he says doesn't quite add up, you know. Um, I mean, at least the good thing is that he's not trying to claim he, he had a dodgy burrito, um, which is 
is a positive but um but yeah I, I i kind of and i could almost feel it in your conversation i felt that you felt that something wasn't quite right and it wasn't telling the whole story yep very tough situation with me uh having a personal relationship with with colin and yeah. and maybe colin whether he's telling the truth or not it was it was so soon um, after it had happened um, that he wanted to get a statement out there that uh, I sort of you, you can you like you just said uh, you could tell what I was thinking and how I was feeling but knowing that there's like this thing and people say well why didn't you ask this or this or this or this you can tell when you're talking to someone what answers you're going to get and you can get a feel for what answers you're going to get and you can keep asking the same question in a different way to tr- to hopefully get a different answer but you know what answers you're going to get. And we, we both know during that conversation what answers I was going to get from, from Colin the whole time. And um, so I sort, of, I sort of realized eventually this is, the, this is the story we're getting, truth or not. I, I, I now know this is the story we're going to get. That's why I said to him so clearly, hey, if at any point you want to change your mind about the story you're telling, people will never hold you to this. People will happily hear you come out in six months' time and say, I was protecting people or this or that, or I did it two years ago, whatever the, the question is um, or whatever the, the actual truth is. If, if what he's saying isn't the truth, uh, I thought it was important to put that out there to him in, in sort of the same way that um, yeah. I think you, you feel. Did you, um, did you see um, Jan van Berkel's post about his solutions towards anti-doping or not? Yeah, I, um, I got sent it by Patrick Lang last night actually. Yeah, I think I think I think he's onto something there, um, and I think definitely we should use this opportunity to make it make it more. Yeah, find a better way for this to not happen again. Um, I think he's right in the sense that I mean I'd never really thought about it myself, but um, he's right about kind of not spending the budget on on testing people the day before a race or, or the day afterwards. You know, because if you guess if you're wise enough, there's, there's ways around it um but definitely kind of putting that budget into more the the kind of caught off guard situations um which which to be to be fair i've had i mean i don't know if it's due, just due to my kona success or not but um i've had a lot more recently which is which is great um obviously it's a pain in the ass when they wake you up and you miss training or do this or but um in in hindsight it's it's a great thing and um yeah i just i just and then also i i, I generally feel the athletes know best i think the athletes um yeah have have their have their thoughts and having this kind of vote system is is also also a really really good thing um i've always thought to myself that you can tell a lot by some some when someone crosses the finish line like and how how like their their emotions you know um i i think that people who are emotionless there's i i have questions certainly i don't i'm i'm like i never understand people who win an ironman who just like cross the line as if they've like i don't know just won the the 5k run in the in the in the town um cuz yeah i know that i know that in my case there's been so much hard work put into it that it just kind of all naturally comes out um on on the finish line and i hope i hope <laughs> hopers don't hear this and suddenly don't don't, don't start crying <laughs> at, at finish lines um, but yeah um i think there's a lot to be had in that and you just need to look at previous results and how people have won it uh and yeah uh, uh, that's an, that's an indicator for me and just how i feel about it 
Do you believe that Colin was doing it alone? That was a big part of the story that a lot of people question, um, the, the timing, like when he started and the the buying it online and administering it by himself. They were the two big things that people yeah. have been calling bullshit on. Yeah, but they're not uh, – but they're – I mean, they're definitely bollocks because, um, I mean, he did his – he did his masters or his thesis didn't he in in exactly that no if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken yeah people have been have been obviously saying that and sending a picture around of colin's linkedin and that kind of thing yeah. it, it's not i don't believe that's that black and white people go well here's this he he knows a lot about about this field yeah. i don't know if it's quite that black and white to to me um but sure surely if you know if you've i mean like if you've done your your thesis in a subject like you're not going to then you're not going to go and have a look at what Lance did and just google it and reproduce you know he's studied he's he studied it like he's generally studied it um so I guess the guy had an interest in it and I, I don't know I don't know his history but I mean he's always been in sports right I think he was a, like a cross-country skier or something before he's and they're like uh, I know them guys are big into just like having the biggest vo2 map possible so clearly from from a long time ago, this guy has had an interest in how you can become a better athlete, you know, and, and I, I just find it weird that he's done his, his study in that. I don't think, I don't at all think it's a, um, oh, I'd say, can't find my words. Um, a coincidence. Coincidence. That's the one. Um, I don't at all think it's a coincidence to be honest, but, um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about, we could talk about it for hours. It's, it's difficult. Um, I just, yeah, as I said, I, I think if there is anybody listening, I don't think, uh, I really hope that people still believe in, in true champions. Um, and, and yeah, and also it's just, as I said, it's part, it's part and parcel of, of professional sport. There's more and more money in triathlon. And so it means that there's going to be more and more guys that are cheating. And that's in any sport, that's, that's always going to be the way. Um, because obviously people want to win, People want to win money and, and have power, and yeah, it's just it's just the way the world works. Uh, yeah. How they train is brought to you by Pillar Performance. The feed is the official home of Pillar Performance in America, and it's the only place Pillar Performance is available to buy from if you live in America. And so, if you're an American who listens to how they train and hears me go on and on about how much Pillar Performance's triple magnesium has helped my sleep, and wants to try it for yourself, then head to thefeed.com and grab yourself some. The best part is my discount code HTT20Works there as well. And that gets you 20% off all of your Pillar Performance products. It also helps support the show. I've been a terrible sleeper my whole life and it got to a point where it was really negatively affecting my training, my work and my relationships. And that's why I started buying Pillar Performance's Triple Magnesium for myself, just to see if it helped. And I seriously can't recommend it enough. If you've ever thought to yourself, I just don't think I fall asleep that easily or I don't feel refreshed when I wake up in the morning like I did every single night and every single morning, then trust me, try Pillar Performance for yourself. Head over to thefeed.com to grab it and use the discount code HTT20 to get yourself 20% off. And you said that you wanted to uh, ultimately win the Ironman World Championships in Nice this year and that you had to make the decision of, of well, do I want to go and win the PTO European Open and, and, and be the number one PTO ranked athlete overall or win the Ironman World Championships? And you've picked the Ironman World Championships. Um, 
And then I'm curious, you went and did a bit of a recon of the, the Ironman World Championships course um, about a month ago, I think it was now, where you rode most yeah. of the, the bike course. Can you tell me about um, what you've seen over there about the course, uh, how you think it suits you, um, how you think the, that race might play out based on, on spending some time on the course? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been there. I've been there three times actually already because we also had the um, we had the Global Triathlon Awards there, and then uh, I also had to go for the Ironman announcement. So uh, I've had I've had, definitely had had some time to to recce the course. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a fucking hard course, uh, which is great. I I don't think it necessarily suits me, but I think it doesn't suit a lot of people. Um, it's yeah, I think. A lot of people will will get a shock. I don't think many people used to ride in the such a hard course. Um, just because I've I've ridden with people in the past and uh, from various different nationalities and guys that have had good results in Kona, and they're very good. They're very good on the flat compared to what they can be on kind of uh, rolling or hilly terrain. Um, and I I climb well for for my size, um, but I think it will favour more um for me for me there's there's three main favorites uh if i'm excluding myself and that would be leon chevalier um uh, clement mignon and uh patrick lang i think uh patrick will race from from behind i think he'll have a very very fast run and then there'll be kind of uh the race up front where we'll like because I, the, the clement and leon they almost specialize in these kind of races, you know, they've either won Alpe d'Huez or Emberman or, and, and on top of that, they're going into the race with, with zero pressure because nobody's expecting them to win. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel confident that I can run with, with both of these guys. I feel confident that I can run faster than them. And, and I'm even more confident that I can come off the bike with them. Uh, that's not to say they might not catch me. Uh, but if they catch me, I feel I could stick with them. Um, and then obviously there's guys like, like Rudy or, or or Magnus, who who will also do really well. Um, but then I think I genuinely believe that a lot of guys will will get a shock. Um, it's it's completely different, and um, it's just a very very taxing course, and it's it's also like at least thirty minutes longer than Kona. Um, and often when you think about it, the race is made, or like people blow up in them last thirty minutes, uh, or if not before. So suddenly, if you got if you got to the end of the Kona finish line and said, "Oh, you have to go for another half an hour." like we probably wouldn't be going the same pace um and yeah as i said it's i think metabolically it's really really difficult so like you can choose to ride the course fast on the bike uh and you're kind of burning a lot of matches or you can lose a lot of time uh and then run run fast but uh yeah so it's difficult um but um it's a really exciting challenge yeah I'm on record as, as officially saying that I think you're the clear favourite to win the race this year. I, I actually don't really see there as being a, a clear number two. I think it's you and then a, a pack of people. A, a couple of names you didn't mention there that, that I'm sort of curious about is, is Jan Fredino and maybe even Max Newman, who was pretty close to you at the the end of Kona last year, relatively yeah, speaking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I can't really comment on, on Max uh, because I, I don't know. But yeah, definitely, I think he, he's obviously strong on the bike. Uh, um I don't know how how he handles the bike. I don't know how he's how he is at reading the roads. Um, yeah, um, and then I mean, Jan is if he's there, he'll obviously be a main contender. Um, if at the moment I'm I'm generally in a position where I can't see anywhere where I feel like Jan 
can get away from me, which is which is a really great position to be in. And I was I was actually really really wanting to go to Hamburg. Um, it's just that it would be it would be one race too many, you know. I I, I and I, I know it, it could probably sound cocky to to say this, but I don't feel apart from like sprint finish maybe, but I can't feel anywhere where like you can't get away from me on the swim. You can't get away from me on the bike. And, and if he starts running at three thirty, well, I'm just going to hang on until, until I can't, you know, but, um, I really feel like I've upped my game, uh, since Kona on the run. And, uh, yeah, I proved that in, in Gran Canaria. Uh, but then, yeah, as I said, if he, if he's there, if he's on the start line, um, Jan is Jan and, uh, he, he hasn't lost in a while. So, um, yeah, definitely. Last question on the world champs. Do you have any idea how you're going to go about it based on your experience on the course? Do you already start formulating plans and, and ideas in your head about how you're going to race the race? Are we going to see Sam Laidlow off the front of the bike again with a massive lead into T2 and, and holding on on the run just like last year? Or or what's your thinking? Um, yeah, I have, I guess I have a few different kind of, I, I guess I have plan A, plan B, plan C, but um, it's, it's also a course it's a bike course where you benefit a lot from following somebody, not, not particularly from a draft point of view, but just from a, it's, it's a course where you always need to be mentally on if you want to ride fast and kind of, there's lots of small moments where you're kind of, if you don't, I don't know, if you don't read the road and, and, uh, put the power where exactly it needs to be, uh, you lose a lot of time. And so if you follow somebody that's going fast, you can just switch off and just follow him uh even if you're 20 meters behind you know um and especially the last kind of the last 40k it's got like you've got 30k of of downhill and you can if you're following somebody you could lose you could save a lot of energy so um i'm not against as i said i'm hope my goal is to be in in a space where uh i'm confident that i can outrun people if i come off with with two or three guys as long as that guy isn't Blumenfeld, you know, um, or Gustav, but um, hopefully that's that's not the case. Obviously, Max is a great runner, um, but yeah, I'm just my technique is always to make make the race hard enough so that the pure runners are, are kind of not not there. And um, and yeah, I, I think um, that's also been Jan's strategy. And I remember him saying maybe two or three years ago in, in an interview, he said something like, "I'm not the best swimmer, and I'm not the best biker, and I'm not the best runner, and yet I've got like." I don't know, five world titles or something. Um, and I'm, and I'm kind of a similar profile, you know, um, which, which, so you, you need to just make the race honest and make it hard. And yes, yeah, so that's what I'll do. And just to circle back, um, all the way back to the PTO European open, who do you think now that you're not in the race, who are the big favorites? How do you see that race going down? What's your predictions? Um, I think, uh, Christian, or Magnus, and then Jan, and yeah, and then I don't know. I feel I, I need to look at the start list. I know that, yeah, I don't say it would probably suit somebody like Ben Canute as well. Or, but I, I, I feel the scenario will be Magnus will really put in a surge to come off with like a minute 30 or two minute lead. Um, and I think he will ride very, very fast on the downhill because he's big and he's done a lot of aero testing and that guy, when, when he gets going, he, he goes and, uh, and then I think whoever people will try and run him down and, but I, I equally feel he could actually hold, hold people off. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it's hard to look past, uh, Christian. I've, 
I've heard that he's been going well. Um, and yeah. And do you know for a fact that Christian and Gustav, because they've said they're not racing the Ironman World Championships, they've said maybe we are. Um, re- most recent thing I'm hearing is that they've they've said they're definitely not. Uh, are you approaching the Ironman World Championships with the view that Christian and Gustav aren't going to make a surprise um, entry onto the start line and that they definitely won't be racing? Uh, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I I think I think Gustav would be a real threat um, more than more than Christian, um, if if I'm allowed to say that. But um, yeah, I it, 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 yeah may, maybe I should I should think I should attack the races if they were there. I think that could be could be a good thing um, because they obviously elevate the level so much. And um, and somebody somebody like Gustav is as I said is as I said I, at the moment without him I'm I'm in a place where I feel confident that if I come off the bike with whether it's whether it's Leon whether it's Clement whether it's uh, I don't know Rudy I'm I'm confident that I can outrun them but if it's Gustav then actually maybe I need to get that runtime a little bit lower um, so yeah um, I, I should definitely think that through thanks Jack for for reminding me. <laughs> I think we'll we'll wrap this chat up just about now, Sam. Um, the last sort of area I want to talk about is to just to revisit a few things. So, um, are you going to put out like a public statement about the reasons, um, the personal reasons why you're not going to make it to Ibiza, or are, you, are they sort of like things that you don't really want out there in the public domain, and 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 you just want people to know, hey, I'm not going there because I'm avoiding drug tests or anything like that. I'm I'm just made a, a last minute decision for personal reasons that that. I can't get there and I've got other focuses. Yeah, exactly. I, I won't, um, no, I, 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 don't, I don't really want to share them. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I said, there's, there are some also other factors, like, as I said, like, like moving houses, uh, also the fact that I'm training for that. I want to, that I want to prepare specifically for my, for my Ironman season. Um, and yeah, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. To be honest, um, I'm kind I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm really sorry to not 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 the fans as much. Well, sorry, I'm sorry to the fans, but I'm mostly sorry to to the organisation and the PTO. And I hope that it's an opportunity for the next guy in line on the on the rankings to to go and and, and show a good race. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm generally bummed to to not be going. Um, and yeah, as as I said, it got the past four Olympic gold medals and. Yeah, I forgot Alistair Brownlee in the equation, actually, when you asked for my predictions. And yeah, I think he could definitely, definitely be up there. Um, he could get away with Magnus and and then, yeah, they could uh, they could just run it for the win. It's definitely a course that would have suited a, an Alistair on his best day, isn't it? Um, same with same with someone like a, um, uh, like a Sam Laidlow. So it is disappointing you're not going to be there, despite you saying the course doesn't suit you. I could see another situation just like Canada where it was uh, you, Alistair Brownlee, and, and potentially Jan Fredino if he could hold on yeah. um, to you guys out on the front. And I was really excited for that. So it is disappointing, but hope everything's um, all good for you on a personal front, mate, and, and nothing too yeah, major is going on behind the scenes and, and everything's okay. Um, with that being said, mate, I, I think we wrap it up there. Um, thanks so so much for coming on. Uh, the, the last question is, there wasn't anything else I, I left out or any messages you wanted to put out there, either about your 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 situation or uh, about Colin's situation or, or about anything, because um, I know we, we sort of did rush through this a little bit. Um, but if I didn't miss anything, mate, um, and there's nothing else you yeah, want to well say, then, yeah, thanks heaps for coming on. Um, 
disappointed you're not going to be there on the weekend. It's it's going to be a, a really, really fun race to watch and you would have made it funner. But, yep, like I said, look after yourself. Hope everything's going all right behind Appreciate the scenes. It. And uh, congratulations on Grand Canaria. Can't wait to see your, your next race, mate, and, and talk again soon. Thanks a lot, mate. See ya. See ya, Sam. Have a good day, mate. You too. Dan Plews is one of the world's very best triathlon coaches. What Dan has done to transform Chelsea Sodaro into a world champion has been simply amazing to watch. And Dan is one of the very few world-class triathlon coaches who makes his training accessible to the public to use for themselves. It's an online coaching community called Endure IQ. It's a platform that has hundreds of training plans written by Dan himself to suit each individual. For example, if you only have time for six to eight hours training because of work and family, there's programs for you, written by Dan. If you have time for 15 hours, then again, there's plans for you, written by Dan. And if you want to really take things to the next level and train 25 hours a week like a professional, again, there's plans for you, written by Dan. The best thing about it is that there is so many training plans that no matter who you are or what you do, you'll find one that's exactly right for you. And it costs so much less than what you, you what you would pay for getting coached by a much, much lower level coach at only $25 per week. And Dan has given us a discount code. So if you use the code HTT15 when you sign up, you'll get 15% off, making it even cheaper again. Also, probably the best part is you get direct access to Dan Plews himself to ask any questions you want about your training, your nutrition, your racing, etc. via a weekly webinar and an online forum. So if you want to take your training and racing to the next level and work with one of the very select world-class triathlon coaches we have for a fraction of the price of what they would usually charge, then head over to an Endure IQ page. Um, the link is in the description. Use the code HTT15 for that extra little discount and get stuck in. 